0: we're in for an incredible night. Oh, we're
1: taking it up I was thinking of this topic of meeting couples. Howard's probably the best person to ask about this. So today's episode, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Howard Wing. I think we're in the best industry in the
0: world because if you genuinely, truly love what you do, you never have to sell yourself. All you have to do is talk about what you do, walk them through their wedding day with you in it and why you're going to make it so good. And if you want to instill confidence in your couple so you can pretty much guarantee getting the book in, then. Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. You want them to create a picture in their mind of you being on the wedding, delivering what you're saying you're going to deliver. And if somebody can visualize
1: something, it's more likely going to happen. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you are listening to this. Welcome back to another episode of Think Wedding Business. Today, we're going to be talking about meeting couples, meeting clients, um, and how, once you've got that inquiry, how then to to meet those people and how to behave on that meeting to turn it and give yourself the best chance of turning it into a booking. Um, and what we always try and do with the podcast is, th- when we're thinking about what guests we want to bring on, we're always looking at their USP and what kind of, what, what their expertise, what their superpower is. And I was thinking of this topic of meeting couples um, and how to secure bookings and how to, how to behave on a meeting and really there was no one else that came to mind when I thought about who we could invite on to talk about that nobody else came to mind that, that is like that could do it better than, than you Howard so <laughs> um, there was I, I couldn't really think of anyone that I was like Howard's probably the best person to ask about this so ladies and gents today's episode welcome to the podcast Mr. Howard Wing. Honestly, it's great to
0: be here. I've watched (laughs) this podcast for such, and listened to it for such a long time. I've always wanted to be on it. Thank you, thank you.
1: Uh, It's good to have you on. And thanks Uh, for
0: recognising, as you call it, my kind of superpower. And it's really funny, Adam, because I don't think I've ever taken a booking without meeting a couple. Now, I just do weddings now, but I used to do a lot of corporate work and birthdays, anniversaries. I even used to meet those people. Yeah. I used to go and, as soon as the inquiry comes through. I'm always pushing to get the meeting so I can sit down and talk to
1: them and get to know them a little bit. So it's something that I've always done. So I and, I, and 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 I, I'm excited about this one because I know you've got loads of practical tips and advice, and I know it's yeah, a lot of it you taught me when I started. Of and that's kind of all I know is meeting couples, um, and I don't do it as much anymore as I used to. I used to do it every time at the start, like you say, um, but a lot of people it'll be alien to a lot of suppliers because they will just do everything over email or DM or over the phone. Even why, like what, why, why meet people? Why can't you just do it over the phone?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? It it all, it, it all started when I, I was inspired many years ago by another, another singer. And it was the guy that me and Sam had for our wedding. And I'll never, ever forget the experience that he took us down when it come to booking him. So the thanks really goes to him because he inspired me to do it. But because I was affected so much by that, by how he took us down the booking process, it's something that I've always employed right from the start and it made us feel really special. And there was absolutely no doubt that we were going to book this guy from having that first meeting and he and we went to a, a bar in Manchester to meet him and it was a dead cool bar. He turned up, he was the trim, he had a cool suit on and it, it was it was a real professional edge and I thought when I decided to sort of go into the singing world and the entertaining world, I thought I'm going to do the same thing because it's the way that it made me feel and Sam and we always go back to that meeting. We always still talk about it even now. Um, so that that is why I started to meet couples and... I mean, I suppose your direct question was, why do it? Well, there's one example, is how it made us feel. And it actually made us feel quite special that he wanted to come and meet us in person. Mm. And I know we talk about this and then we talk about it on our course and with all our guests that if you can do something that's going to stand you apart from everybody else, that is is another reason why you want to meet your couples. Now, it's not going to be for everybody. It depends on the service that you provide. What I will say, if you are providing a service that's quite, it's an expensive service, it's you know, it's a decent investment, then I think couples are more likely to gonna they're gonna choose you over somebody who won't who won't meet them, somebody's not as attentive, replying to them, or, or wanting to create that personal connection. So, there's another reason, the personal
1: connection with the client and the couple. Um, yeah, I suppose if depending on the type, like say you're a. I don't know, a florist that does a lot of, or someone that does a lot of weddings. I suppose it becomes hard then to meet each individual couple every time. But surely there's still an element of come down to the workshop and... Yeah, so you can imagine somebody like... Some services, something in the wedding industry, have to have that person, like at some point you have to meet them because they're coming to taste the food if you're a caterer. They're coming to look at the flowers if you're a florist and design the exactly but, but, but for someone yeah. like me videographer i can go here's my work you can but it doesn't have here's to. Here's a link yeah. i don't have to meet them you, you don't you don't have to but
0: in my eyes i think well what, why would you not if it's an expensive service yeah. for instance people floristry for instance they might have their starting package might be whatever just a thousand pound two thousand pound small little bookings it's probably not worth it for people to go out and meet people at the start but if you're if you're selling out your high-end package might be £10,000 worth of flowers, then it's a perfect opportunity to go in and sell that service
1: on a more personal level with your couple. There's a, a word you said about um, um, the guy that did your wedding, experience. And like, if, if you're taking, if, if the experience of meeting you and engaging with you and you take, like you said, you said he took you on a journey and that kind of process is, makes you feel Something and, and it is an experience and that stays with you more so than the other supplier who you just got an email back from. Um, it becomes so much more than just I'm, I'm booking a singer or I'm booking
0: a filmmaker or I'm booking a florist. It, it's so much more. And you, and you do remember the whole thing. You know, I get couples who've seen me at say guests at weddings who, whose weddings I've done previously. And they always say, oh, God, it was so nice to come to your house and meet your wife and your kids. How are they all doing? It wasn't just the singing on the day that was special to them. It was the build-up to it. It was the coming to meet me. It was the whole package that I provide for them. And it's just the, it's, it's such a personal touch, which a lot of people don't want to do. But there's so many reasons. I mean, I, one of the main reasons I meet my couples now is so I can gain knowledge about their wedding. But more importantly, it's about becoming friends with them, creating that personal connection yeah. with them, and you know they old saying, you know, you're always going to book your friends, aren't you? And if, if somebody, if somebody's got that feeling towards you yeah. that you're their friend, they're going to book you over the ten other people that they might be thinking of booking who've not even asked about having a meeting. Here's my prices on on my website or on my or on an email there's no personal touch there you can't create a connection with a couple there's no personalization involved and there's none of that friendship level stuff going on
1: yeah that's one reason to do it there and then because you can ask yourself that question of how do i stand apart from everybody else and that is even now still a really easy way to do it because there are still like i know in videography world i'm one of the few that does meetings or offers meetings because a lot of vendors just do everything over email even now so Mm. it's an easy way to stand apart isn't it and if like say if you're like you say if you're willing to to meet them and chat to them and they feel a connection with you then they're much more likely to book you than the other person who just sent them an email and then this is something that you taught me early on it becomes then we need adam it's not just we want a good videographer it's we need adam because like we really liked Adam, it has to be Adam, it It can't be anyone else now at this, they've gotten to that point where they're so invested in me, and the whole meeting is geared geared towards um, explaining like how I'll fit into their day, and they're they're picturing it, they're buying into it, and to the point where it's like, well we can't go go to anyone else now, it's going to have to be him.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely, I mean that that is the thing isn't it, but it's also really good for you. And again, that's why I, you know, one of the main reasons I have my, my meetings now after all these years is, is for me to understand them and, and their wedding and their expectations from me at, at their wedding. But it's also a great opportunity for me to see if I really want to do the wedding at the same time. So yeah. I need to get that same amount of excitement as they do. Yeah. For instance, if I've got a couple there that are they're not that excited or they don't really know me, they've not seen me before they might want a different type of singer. Well, that gives me an education of, do I want to do that wedding? Am I right for their wedding? And yeah. some the odd time I'm not right for the wedding.
1: Have um, you ever turned down a couple, met them and gone, I don't think we're at the right fit? Yeah, of course I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah because it's important. I mean, my, which is interesting, stand, stands to take, like you've actually said, no, I don't want, to, I don't want
0: the work, thanks. <laughs> well, it's, it's as important to me now, you know, my stage of career as it is to them. Without without a doubt. Um and it's it's very rare that I do because by the time somebody comes here, A, they've either seen me, B, their friends have recommended me, or I mean they had the last book and they had I was actually recommended by their hair, her hairdresser. Um, and they know a little bit about they know the vibe that they want at their wedding. So generally, yeah, I'll I'll always take that. Yeah, book they're in. already
1: buying into it before they even come through the door. Exactly,
0: yeah. So you do have to set it up prior everything's got to be on point your social media's got to be there you got to you got to be showing what you do um so by the time they come through the door you know it's the right couple uh but the odd time
1: maybe it's not the right couple so that's that's also it? good yeah. to know yeah it does happen yeah and it, i've it, i find it really helpful in managing expectations because i i know loads of people that get like hassle from well, i say hassle inverted commas from couples after the wedding uh where they've just been like oh We were expecting this do we not like and for from a video example oh you didn't film this part of the day we thought we assumed we'd get that and the videographer might never ever film that but because they've not met them and chatted through the whole Mm. experience with them then they don't know like the videographer doesn't know what their expectations are and they don't know what to expect from the videographer. It's that really important
0: knowledge that you get from meeting your couples. And you can really only do that on a face-to-face meeting. So, and it's, it becomes about education as well. I mean, when we sit the couples down, we chat to them, I'm kind of subtly educating them on even on different aspects of the wedding, which they actually, they love that. Because it's yeah. like, well, this is the first time we've ever done this. We'd love to get your experience and your knowledge. So then you can... You can you've got an opportunity to actually give that and get to know them. And I know how my act works and certain things have to be in place. So I can then convey that to the couple and they'll go, oh yeah, I can see now why. But if not at the meeting, they might not understand why I need to do certain things. But I'm having the meeting, they do. But now I have two meetings with my couples, one before booking, it's the most important one. And then one a week or two before the actual wedding where we get all the details down. But it's that initial meeting is the most important
1: for me without a doubt. Yeah, because I think like the the less that you kind of get across what you do and and they can let you know what they want um the more risk there is of there being issues down the line because yeah they, they might expect things that were never on the table but because you've not outlined exactly what it is you do they're like oh, oh yeah i thought that maybe this and just because like in general they might just have this perception that things happen a certain way and unless you tell them then you're gonna potentially have headaches further down the line.
0: Well, for instance, for that one, I might do one of my gags that might not be right for maybe a guest that I've actually pinpointed it for. And on the wedding, sorry, on the meeting, they will
1: say, that gag you talked about, that's perfect for... Yeah, eh. don't do it to... You'll offend that auntie. ante better for, for the other one. Yeah, yeah, and
0: you'll get that education when you meet about your video. You know, we've got this group of people and they might not be the great to work, but you know when you turn up How you have to be sometimes with certain groups of people because you've got that knowledge, you've
1: got that. And then not only is that mitigating any kind of issues, but it's also making them love you even more afterwards because you've, because you know exactly what they want. You can then deliver exact. If I say to them, I will deliver it in this exact way, so that you will, like for me, you'll feel comfortable in the day, you won't know I'm filming you, you'll get your video exactly like you've seen on my website. Trust me, like this is, I know what I'm doing, this is how it works, this is how I'll do it. And then you actually deliver that afterwards. They're always like, you know, like what you said before when we met you, you, were, you did it exactly. And like, we were yeah. so grateful. And yeah. so actually it makes me lucky. It's what I would have done always anyway, but because I've yeah. told them that I would do it and then I did it, it makes <coughs> them think that I'm like even more of a genius. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <coughs> so it's good. So meetings are great um, and much be- much more powerful than just email inquiries, DMs and, and stuff. Um, what's your process of like, when an inquiry comes in, what do you do from that point out? How do you get them to, to a meeting? Well, I mean, I always, I always try and open up a bit of dialogue and a bit of communication with my
0: with the emails or on the phone, you know, I'm a big advocate for ringing my couples. First things first is always find out the date, check I'm free, check out the venue, check it's a venue that, that, I, that I can work at. Um, and then I would just reply, yes, I'm free on your date. I always take a meeting with my couples before bookings are considered and this is how it works we can, you can we come here we chat about your day I get to know you a little bit I get I get to know your wants and desires and needs for your wedding and we talk about it but it's basically just a just a nice chat a cup of tea and a coffee yeah. and we talk about your day and I'll tell you how I fit into your day um, so no no mention of prices packages if they ask me the question on the email um, then I will reply with the price. I, if I, and if I generally ring the couples anyway, I will always say that I'll follow up with the price. But then I always, I always mention straight away that we have to have the meeting. Mm. It's it gives me a good bit of knowledge about them as well. If if they're willing to come here and meet with me, it means they're really considering me. They're really considering me, and I'm, I'm high upon their sort of list of priorities. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Generally, nine times out of ten. When they come through the door, I'm
1: getting booked because we've got to that stage. So you, I mean, I know you always have your meetings here at your house, which we're in now. And this is your office. This but is it. For everyone watching on the YouTube, we're in Howard's office and we'll, we'll go into sort of the setup in a bit. But they always come here. So what you're saying is, you know, if, if you, you ask them to come here knowing that if they are willing to make that journey, then they're probably already pretty invested anyway. And, yeah. And you're one step along the way. Yeah, and it's, they've made the effort to
0: come. And once you've made an effort for something, you're more likely to to get the booking. Yeah, I get it. it, yeah,
1: nice. Um, so like, I, I don't meet couples at my house just because it's not practical. I'd have the space, got toddlers and dogs and stuff. <laughs> uh, and I'd, it it seems like it would be chaos. So I just meet them at the pub. Um, so equally great, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but we'll get on to like the environment because I know why you haven't come around here. Um, but if it's not possible for someone, and what what do you do if they live like miles away and they just the other side of the country and they can't come to your house? I would I, I hate doing them, but I would do a Zoom, yeah, because Next you can you
0: can still create that connection with a couple. It's nowhere near as good as face. I'll always tell everybody if you if you can have a face to face meeting where you meet in person at your house or a pub or somewhere else, it's ten you do get a better connection more chance of getting mm. the booking than a Zoom because they don't have to make much effort for a Zoom. They just have to sit down and look at a screen. They have to make the effort to come here and see me or go to a pub or drive or make a commitment yeah. to come and see you. They, it makes them more invested in your service. It's a psychological thing, isn't it? It's all appears. here. Because when it. I do
1: Zooms, half the time the couple are just like sat on the sofa as they would have been that evening anyway in their scrubs and their phone at this angle and they're just kind of like they have paused the telly and they're like yeah okay hi and it's it just doesn't feel as engaging as like like you say making an effort getting dressed up and going to yeah. somewhere
0: yeah I always ask where they are as well you know in the, in the communication prior and if I know that they're only an hour away from me and they're not willing to come and meet me I, probably, I, I won't do it I won't I won't do it yeah so you just insist in a, it
1: has to be at my house yeah I mean so I've, I've
0: had couples come from London to meet me yeah, but well, they've made a weekend of it I had a couple here this
1: week who lived about two hours away but they had made a day of it they went to Blackpool well that, that's an indicator isn't it because couples that maybe have live a certain lifestyle and have a certain like bu- budget for their wedding will be able to they're more likely to be the sort of people that will do those kind of things yeah yeah and to answer your
0: question if it's for if it's a five hour drive to come and see me I don't. I would. I would do the Zoom. Yeah. Um. And I, again, I think from all my Zooms, I, I think I've always had the booking when I've had the Zoom meeting. Um. But the meeting, the couples face to face, if you can do it, is the best way. So you bring in, them, in my opinion. Yeah. And you,
1: and you do that at your house. And obviously, you do that knowing that if they're willing to come, then that's a good, like a good indicator. Yeah. But why? Why is it important for you to then have them in your house? i i it's
0: it's the personalization on steroids isn't it yeah you're inviting people into your home um i used before i i had this house i used to have all my meetings over at preston marriott which was quite a central point it was really good for people to come to it and just off the motorway just off the motorway and that
1: was still good which is something i would i would i would do so before we get onto the house then if, if you can't do it at home and you're going to do it at a neutral place, a pub, a cafe, wherever. Yeah. Like, what do you need to make sure? That, like, you can't just go down the local Weatherspoons. in my opinion. You
0: need, to, you need to scope out a venue where that would work. And if it's something just off a motorway or somewhere that would be easy for you and easy for your couple, I would try and find that venue. And I'd go and visit the venue and I'd go and have a look. So the Preston Marriott, where I used to go, there was a section in there. It was just off the bar, and it was like a little alcove room. You might even remember it yourself. Yeah, well, I
1: used to do them there.
0: And that yeah. is where I would get there nicely and, and make sure that i have got that space for myself. It's literally two sofas like this with a table in the middle, and a step down into the bar, but it created a little bit of privacy. So that's what I do. I try and find a venue, and also one that suits me. You don't want anywhere that's too loud. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be overcrowded. Somewhere where you can chat, you know, where you, can, you can be heard... And you can meet your couple and just start getting that, you
1: know, connection with them. Um, I've got a good story. So I met, there's, there's a pub I used to go to, which was a nice pub, um, not far off the motorway, really ideal location, like really nice, cosy little pub. Um, and I did loads of meetings there. And then one day, I, ter- I don't know how this never happened sooner, but one day I turned up on a certain night and by chance they had a quiz night. And it turned out that this pub every Wednesday has a, has a quiz night. And for some by some chance miracle, I just never happened to have turned up previously on quiz night. And I've always gone and it's always been nice and quiet and it was great. But then one day I turned up and it was quiz night and we, they, we couldn't hear each other. There was music in the background. there was people cheering and the, the quiz master guy chatting away. And I could just feel like they kept going, sorry, say that again. And we were leaning across the table and, um, we ended up. The groom said he was like, "Do you mind if we go somewhere else?" And we drove down the road to the next nearest pub, and managed to get in there, and that was fine. But I didn't. I didn't. It's fast to say I didn't get the the booking because. And I, I still to this day like think that was the, one of the main possibly contributing factor why you didn't a get the booking. Contributing factor, I think, because it just. I just felt like such an amateur. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't know it was quiz night. Like, this is awful. And then we went somewhere else and you just, it was that whole, okay, let's start again. Like, it's nice and quiet now. And it just set the whole thing off on a bad foot. And I didn't get the booking. Well, so I just want to follow on to that then with tips for if you're going to do that.
0: And this is done in the email and the communication prior or on the phone call before the meeting. I always make sure to tell the couples that it's just the bride and groom to come and meet me. Hmm. I don't want three- and four-year-old kids running around everywhere. If they've right. got a little new baby, they can't get a sitter and the baby's quiet, fair enough. But I don't want any other distractions, So I don't want the kids running
1: around. And parents, I don't yeah. want parents... Can I bring my mum with me? Can I bring my mum? What, yeah, is so always bride and groom? Because sometimes the, it's just the bride and the oh, the groom's busy or he's no, not, not interested. Or. bride
0: and groom. For me, it's really, really important. And again, it's given me the education about them... You know, got, I'd hate it if I would just have a meeting with the bride and she's dead excited, she's loving, she's buzzing about me. Don't meet the groom and the day and he's not really that bothered about me. Mm. I want to make sure that they're both equally invested in having me at their wedding. So it's ultra, it's ultra important that it's just the bride and the groom. And listen, I've, I've learned all this from experience over the years. I mean, many years ago, oh, your mum and dad want to come? Yeah, come there. But then you find that you're talking to the parents sometimes yeah. rather than the bride and groom. Yeah, I've had it, yeah. Or sometimes the mother's taking over the booking and you're trying to, it's almost like you're trying to sell yourself to the parents. And it's like, well, no, the, the, the reason you do it is to get to know the couple, get to know their wants and needs for their wedding, create that personal connection with them. Rather than the parents, yeah. <laughs> which then that will come later. And that, it's, when I'm on the, when I'm on the gig, I meet the yeah I meet the parents then and make a, a beeline for them on the drinks reception and get to know them that way. Um, I I've had depend I've had the odd mother recently. If I've got a good vibe that say the mothers recommended me, they've seen me at a wedding, but the, perhaps them two haven't. They're bringing them along, and this this is this is I'd and I, but I still direct all of my conversation really to the bride and groom yeah. because I, I I want them to be invested in me. I know the mother already is, but I'll never take the booking where the the mother sorry the meeting where you know the mother's coming to check me out. Yeah, am I right for their daughter's wedding? I mean that's a no no for me. You know, there's there's no doubt.
1: Yeah, because yeah, parents do get far too involved, don't they? Sometimes and like on the on the day, I I
0: sometimes skeptical think... parents is what I don't want at a meeting. Yeah. Um, and, but if it's a
1: mother who's seen me, absolutely loves me, and they're really invested in me, then that's, so that's slightly good, different... Because then you've got someone in your corner kind of echoing everything you're saying and going, yeah, he does do that. That's He is good.
0: Yeah, and what I do on that meeting as well, um, because I do certain things and maybe the odd parent might be involved in my act and what I do, I, I'll ask the mother to go and leave the room. Can I just have them for 10 minutes? And they'll go and talk with Sam, they'll get a cup of tea, which they'll enjoy that as well. And then I've just, just got the bride and groom. So I always make sure, even if a parent does come, that I get them out of the room for maybe 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, getting <laughs> so the kids. So I think the point here is try and set up a meeting where you've no distractions, yeah. where you've got that you know the captive audience of your bride and groom. No kids running about, no
1: parents, not too loud in the venue. Um, I'll add to that. If you do go to a, a pub, um, make sure there's no football screens. In the vicinity, because I've learned from that as well. I've yeah. had I've had grooms that are like if the football's on or there's a, or any kind of sport or whatever, and they're just like one eye on the TV, which because I do it like if I go to, if I go out, you know, with Jade or my mates and I, and there's a football, <laughs> I'd be like one eye on
0: that. So well, I I I'd be it. reluctant to take that booking if if the groom isn't in tune with what I'm saying and and he's got his eyes on a football screen, he's not that bothered about you anyway, is he? So
1: I, no, yeah. but. But no, it's a distraction you don't It's want. a distraction that if you can go and find a venue first and vet it and scope it out and go, right, this has got nice comfy chairs, that's a nice quiet area. There's no just no TVs in the background because you're just mitigating any yeah, kind of potential. I think it comes down to controlling your environment and minimise the
0: distraction. So if you yeah. do have to do it in a pub somewhere different, just think about that. Think about where you can be seated. Think about the distractions you could potentially get. Is the football on that night? Is it going to be up on a big screen? I'd do it on a different night. You know, it's common no, sense. Don't do it on Quiz Night. Don't um, do it on Quiz um, Night because you, um, you know. Surprisingly,
1: like, didn't want to play the quiz. That would have been quite interesting, wouldn't it? But- <laughs> um, coffee shops and cafes as well. Like same, same difference. But um, yeah, that, just, that can be that can be nice somewhere. Quite, but uh, like I would say as well, like somewhere relatively nice like not just a Starbucks or a cost or like anything chain, like somewhere a bit like certainly cause if I'm, I, you know, my services are a, a bit, bit of an investment. Same with you. Like it's not cheap. So you want that air of luxury. You want them to come to a nice swanky pub or I, a nice I, swanky y- coffee place. Yeah.
0: And this goes back to good my
1: food, good drinks.
0: Yeah. This goes back to my original experience when me and Sam booked our wedding entertainer for our wedding. We, we drove to Manchester and it was in a super cool bar restaurant and he had the perfect little spot for us Yeah, and it was really swanky and it, it just it just added to and the so whole experience. Sometimes
1: you'll get couples that, because I've had this, that, that'll come and go, oh, this is really nice and it might not be the sort of place they normally go to. Oh, we've not been here before and then it's like, oh, this is nice and they, then they like kind of start going there more like I've had them come to me oh, I've never been didn't know about this pub it's great and then they start no, yeah. they start going there after yeah and yeah and that it does it. it feels premium doesn't it if it's certainly if it's somewhere that they're not used to in their day-to-day life and then they turn up and it is really nice and it's somewhere that they've that they learn about and maybe go again in the future then it does feel like it's that it's luxurious. that giving
0: that premium real personal experience so when we had our meeting with him just prior to the wedding when he was getting details I'm going back to mine and Sam's wedding here. Yeah, he again. He turned up super swishy, looked the part, but he brought a really nice leather-bound uh, like folder where we were taking notes of our wedding, and he pulled out he pulled out a proper Parker fountain pen. Yeah, all those and all those touches. little touches. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that later on, but the that even that initial meeting, just the, just the way he was and the the surroundings we were in that he put us in were just phenomenal. It was
1: it was amazing. So the they come like the meeting itself. Talk us through it. So I'm guessing they come knock at Like, how do you? Does it does it start when you open the door and say hello? Yeah, uh, yeah unless I get my my wife purposely to answer the door, or sometimes my kids. Do you, uh, Is that something that you do consciously?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, I, I, extra level of um, personalness. You know, oh, his, his kids came to meet us at the door. Oh my God, they were so nice. What lovely yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, have you met his wife? Oh, his wife's lovely. She's lovely, and she's lovely.
1: And it's it's it just like, kind of really like his... proper step of wives, like nice family kind of.
0: Yeah, and it, it kind of really happened by default. You know, it's not like um, you can't you can't fake this. You can, it has to be real and natural. Yeah. And it, it's just a natural thing. It happened I mean, once. Be Sam, real, like, Sam did it. I wasn't quite ready. Knock on the door. Ready. Kids
1: run and get it. Just because the cure curious, exactly,
0: yeah. uh, and it just happened naturally. The first, time. I think, Samans, I was up still upstairs, getting ready, and Sam brought the couple into the kitchen and started the conversation. And then I turn up, was like, da da, nice <laughs> to see you guys. I see you've met my wife. Uh, <laughs> whether I'd say it like that, no, don't know. Um, and it was just, it was just a little nice little touch. Okay. Um, so yeah, we can talk through that process if you like. What I do from the minute they step in the door to. Yeah, just talk, just
1: talk us through the meeting and how you how you get across what you do and what you say and how.
0: So you've really got a one chance, at first impression, as you know. Um yes. You've got one chance at a first impression, so you you open the doors. If you open doors, your friends. You know, if you if you open, sometimes it isn't
1: the wife who opens <laughs> no, the door. Not in my case, because if it's my mates, it would be like, oh yeah, come in. <coughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, yeah, but that's just, you're just a miserable guy at aren't I, yeah,
1: you? I can be. But if I have friends open the door,
0: guys, how are you doing? Come on in, nice to see you. Yeah,
1: and that's I know when I'm engaging with couples that I have a switch in my brain where I'm t- I turn it on and I go, hey, welcome, yeah, good to see you, come in. You um, want to take the awkwardness, the formalness and the corporateness
0: away from it. So yeah. you think of, this, of the couple as your friends, maybe friends you've not seen for a little while and you're so excited and pleased to see them. Hmm. Thank them very much for coming. Guys, thank you so much for making the effort. Come on through. Let's go and get a brew, you know? And we walk through and we, we we start off in the kitchen and that's when we I make them a tea or a coffee or a drink. And Sam will be there or she might come in if she's here or the kids might wander in and chat. I mean, I had a professional boxer come uh, a few nights ago for a meeting and Link is in. We talk, he's talking to me about boxing and stuff. And that's cool, yeah. all that sort of thing is, again, it's extra personalization. It's, it's an nice extra that connection, you're having, isn't it? Chit-chat before you actually get on to wedding. It's not like they come through and you go right wedding, let's go. No, so that is it. So that this and it, is it my strategy? Is it natural? It's just natural to me. But if you think about it in a strategy context, it works. Yeah. Cuz so it we'll, does. It
1: feels more conversational and it kind of feels more. Yeah. So,
0: friendly. so that's what I do. They come into the kitchen and I'll go around to my brew making area and we'll start chatting. Guys, thanks so much. And I, I'm I'm immediately always asking them questions about their wedding, about how have they seen me? Have they seen me at a wedding? Where were you recommended? And just put all these little things into little sort of conversation starters, um, and start the start the chat, but only like you'd start a chat with your mates or your friends, and you're yeah. catching up. Um, yeah,
1: I, that's my opening line. Is always like, oh, how's how's it going? How's the planning going? Ask like, about the, the planning. With with stuff, photographer, you know, like just general, like how's the planning going? Because that's like you say, that's what it actually makes if you're not sending for a bit. Oh yeah, how's the wedding going? How's yeah. the planning going? And
0: this is really important. You don't you don't start, you start, don't start giving them, you know, hard sell information as soon as you walk in the door. It's you, you, it's as if you're welcoming friends and you're having small talk before you start talking about what you do. Mm. But I will always set that up. they will say oh, I'll, when we get in the office, I'll talk about everything that I do and how it all works on your day. Uh, but for now, it's what tea, coffee. Um, how's the planning going what 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 venue was it again oh it's things oh i was there two weeks ago and it was great oh, they got a really nice area where da, 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 or the staff are really good or i love that venue because the the atmosphere that it creates and i can get a really good vibe in that room because there's enough room for you know as much fun that i want to create i know i could do it at your venue you're to and venue. you're just chatting to them about that you know how you're finding stuff how when it you know it's it's 2025, trust me, guys, it's going, to come, it's going to come fast. When me and Sam were organising our wedding, we couldn't believe how. that. And you just start talking. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, maybe it's not for everybody, but I think these are skills that, them social skills is something that you always need to develop and learn. You know what it's like with the age of social media? Some people, they can't, well, I think they can't so hold important. the conversation, like, can they? Yeah, but,
1: there will be people listening to this that go, oh, I don't know if I could do it. It's like, you know, I find it awkward. Like, I don't like, I don't know what to say. I you don't know. But yeah, yeah, I had to learn myself these things. And become... I, I
0: think you just need to equip yourself with just a few initial questions, and then you'll get then into a bit of a role and a routine. And yeah. yeah, and you will start to relax. If you're nervous or you're anxious about meeting couples, you come in, and all of a sudden, you know, you you know in your mind, you don't have to sell your service, but you're just going to talk to them about their wedding and have certain questions ready. Oh, your venue, what 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 venue was it again? Oh, that one, that's great, mm-hmm. and you can elaborate on the venue. How's the planning going? Uh, and they'll answer that question, and then you can you can add to that with
1: how they answer. Um, yeah, like oh, we've you know we've booked this, but we've not got a photographer yet. Oh, I know some people. I recommend someone. Or have you checked out this person? Exactly. Yeah. Up? And
0: I, I again, I always kind of educate my couples, even when I'm in the kitchen before I come to the office with them, about what is that my service provides for their day. So, for instance, I always I'll always ask was I recommended or how did you find me? And yeah. um, there's, oh, our friends recommended you. They were they were at a wedding that you were there. And I, I follow that by saying, oh yeah, well, yeah, that's great. Because I don't advertise. I always keep my weddings quite, kind of small. I don't, you know, always got to keep myself quite exclusive. But I always follow that up with, yeah, couples book me because they don't want their wedding breakfast to be boring or they want the guests to have the maximum amount of fun in a time of the day which you wouldn't normally expect it. Or people book me because they want the atmosphere in the room. They want to create distractions. If they're worried about speeches, you know, we're creating them distractions throughout the day, so it's going to be easy for them. And yeah. so I start adding that into the conversations. But it's mainly just about them and their day, and um, you know where where they've booked, where they found me, um, and I always ask yeah, about it, have you booked a photographer yet? And maybe if this if the and if they say oh yeah we've got them or with thinking about booking, uh, I say, oh, I know him or yeah, yeah. their works great. I worked with them last month and we had a, such a good laugh together. And then I'll follow up by saying things like, I love it when I work on weddings, where I know the people, because it makes my experience better, but it, I think it makes the whole experience better for everybody and they go, oh, it does it, oh, oh that's, yeah. yeah so they then six. feel that they're, the suppliers that they're booking know each other, they work together and they're gonna have fun on our day as well. And it's gonna be even better for them there's so many little lines and little things that all intertwine it's with funny, each other that make a
1: difference. Everything you say, I have very similar lines and very similar points of conversation. But once you've done it for so long, you do just slip into this. It's like a script, isn't it? Almost where you. you know it is exactly a script, but it's very natural say. and it's real.
0: It's not forced or staged because you can't. You can't fake it.
1: No, and no, I, I mean, can't fake yeah, it. But, being an
0: entertainer and a singer, you know, you just can't. Um, you are reacting off what they're saying. Yeah. Well, well, they've you, got to know that got, I'm as you, excited you probably, about their day as they are about their own wedding, you know. Yeah.
1: They, yeah, they, yeah. They've got to know that I'm as excited I really want to do their wedding. And when they say, we're getting married here, or we've booked this photographer, then that excitement is genuine. Because if I, if they say, oh, we've booked such a photographer, and I go, oh, he's, I'm, I know him, like, we get on great. Yeah. And then, then you do... Then you're thinking like, oh, actually, this this could be really good based on where they have booked and who they booked and da-da. so then you do get excited.
0: And yeah, I mean the last one, one of the last ones I, I did was at Pepton uh, a week ago, and I knew well on the last meeting the couple told me that Tom Harrington was filming the wedding, and he says you know he's one of my best mates, and I'd overlooked it, I'd forgotten that they mentioned it originally, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. And they were all they almost had excitement the fact that I was excited yeah. that they booked people Tom, do you know.
1: really book that they love. Couples love the whole like dream, the dream team. team. Like yeah. all our players know each other. They're all the they're all, all the best. They, they all, all recommend y- each yeah. other. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. that. But then you you can educate your couple on that meeting that you're in that dream team. Mm-hmm. Say they've booked they've booked Johnny for instance, or they've booked you for the video, or they've booked Tom for the video, or they've booked you know Stefan for stuff. They and then you tell them that you work with these guys and you're really good friends with them you you've let them know that you've slipped into that dream team and you are now part of the dream team yeah um couples love that don't they oh we've well, we've, we've got a great team yeah dream team but it's a great team as well and it's it's all real it's true and that it's a team that a work difference. well together yeah. Um so i am going to be naturally and genuinely excited about it um and these are just again these are just little conversational points you have with your couples on on your meeting yeah, but what start, you're doing
1: is you're talking about the wedding you're getting them to share about their wedding so that's creating excitement because they'll be going yeah well actually we've got this and because you're showing enthusiasm they're like no yeah it is, it is quite exciting and it kind of you're getting them into that mindset of looking forward to the wedding again.
0: I mean if you're a couple booking people for your wedding isn't it brilliant that those suppliers are as excited as you for your wedding? Yeah.
1: So if you can um, show that enthusiasm then it gets them excited and you've at this point you've not even gotten got on to what you do. I've not even come to the office yet. We've
0: just had loads of little icebreakers at the beginning. But those icebreakers are really important because it's giving me an education while I'm in there chatting. You know, your subconscious brain's working away. Um, But you're also relieving that little bit of pressure and that little stress about feeling, always feeling you've got to sell yourself. And I think we're in the best industry in the world because if you genuinely, truly love what you do, you never have to sell yourself. All you have to do is talk about what you do. And and how it works on a wedding, yeah, and that is the beauty. So you can relieve and remove that anxiety straight away without you know, because you don't have to feel you're selling yourself. Um, I mean, I'm lucky, I'm in a position where I don't have to take the book in, it doesn't matter to me on a sort of monetary side of things, it doesn't, Mm. you know, and this is why I keep myself quite small and exclusive. It's not about that, it's not really about getting the book in, it's just about having the
1: connection with the couple. So after you've had your coffee and stuff, I know you bring them into. Here and obviously it's different if you're at a pub or whatever. You just sit, you sit down, have a coffee. You have ten minutes talking general stuff, and then at some point naturally the conversation will go into yeah. So we're just now at the point where we're looking at 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 video in my in my case, Mm. and then they look to you, and that's when you can go right. Yeah, so let's move on. Let's move on to the to actually what I do. So then what starting with you bring them into the office, um, and this is if you can meet people at home. This is one thing that is an advantage: is that you can then set out your office with,
0: yeah, cats. ultra control of the environment. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I'm looking around now that I, I make mean, a talk for flipping hours. But, but I can also tell you why the little things I have in my office are there because I think this is a really good for. tip:
1: is is that you've got your office laid out with certain things in here that are there because people will naturally just be looking around the room and they'll spot these things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, the, so this the, what I always do. Always. So we've had the kitchen chat. I've got, I've got a little bit of an education, I've know where they seem, I know how I've been recommended, and maybe I know who's working on the wedding, I know what the venue is. I've had that real nice little icebreaker moment. So by the time I come to the office, I'm, I'm relaxed and the, the couple are more relaxed. Yeah. Um, But, so I say, right guys, I'm gonna be waffling here for hours about stuff, but listen, let's, let's get into it. If you come into my office now, I'm, um, we'll carry on in there. So I bring the couple in, I sit them here, it's sometimes it's quite awkward because they always sit back and bang their head on this piece of wood. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they bring the, the teas the coffees in and I say oh just give me a minute I'm just going to use the loo I give them four minutes five minutes while I'm using the toilet however long it takes to sit here on the roll just for a few minutes because they do this I notice sometimes they get oh they're, they're going look, look
1: they're looking around they're looking at my pictures right, so, so ev- you do this every time you go sit make yourself sit down I'm just going to loo, and then you leave them to look around the room Every single time. Yeah. Smart. Every single so time. So, for everyone listening on the podcast, if you go over to our YouTube channel, Think We're In Business, and watch the video version of this episode, you'll be able to actually see... We're actually in Howard's office now, so you'll be able to see what he's getting at. Um, because in here, you've got um, pictures framed on the walls with certificates and awards. You've got your awards on your desk. You've got all your equipment and your computer laid out. You've got your thank you cards from couples. You've got a load of Lego sets, which... I'm sh- It's really <laughs> cool. Like I, I find it cool, but it's a bit strange. <laughs> but um, talk us through it all. Like so, what, they're well, for a
0: per- you know, if I can create talking points with objects in my room. Well, that's brilliant because they're going to ask questions about stuff, and you, the conversation can flow easier. If you just, if you're in a stale, static room with nothing to, to, to look at, nothing yeah. visual, or nothing that's going to start a conversation it's going to make you feel a bit awkward I think yeah. and it's going to be more difficult to actually start relaxing and enjoying the you know the meeting yourself so I have things set up in my office for people to see for people to look at and I think that do you make
1: reference to them or are they
0: just there and you know that subconsciously
1: they've just noticed them? I do
0: make reference to them but quite often I don't have to because they make reference to them and then we talk about it
1: yeah
0: um so when I've come back in they'll go oh I've noticed you've got that you've got that celebrity on it. who's that or oh, I've just noticed John Barnes on the wall in the picture yeah or oh, what's that award you know and then the, the conversation points but I mean certainly with the picture of me and John Barnes how what happened there mm. I tell them the experience that I had doing the weddings for his it's sons all, it's, it's
1: all wedding related yeah. it's all
0: wedding related but not only things like that are really important because that really gives you it stands you out from the crowd because I'm doing celebrity celebrity yeah. type
1: weddings yeah and again, I, mean, I guess it's the same with the awards as well, if you're showing them off yeah, and they so, see that. Oh, I've noticed your awards. Yeah, I won that. That's for the wedding stuff. Yeah, they I might won. look at
0: it and go, oh, what's that? And I say, oh, that's when I won the wedding awards. Oh, I'm a judge of that now and stuff. So you're kind of giving them <clears throat> surreal social proof. You're giving them uh, reasons why they book you over somebody else. You're standing out as the expert, somebody who's really experienced. So having little things around your office or around your the environment where you're going to have your meeting I think is really important and it you know it helps me it helps me because it it creates conversation well it points. does it's,
1: and especially you know if you if you get at certain points in sometimes in meetings there is like you know you finish a certain topic and then it goes quiet and you might be s- struggling for things to think of to say and it is, if you've got more little key prompts and cues that you can talk about, I yeah, suppose it helps, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I always have my, my my PC open with a really good image on there. And uh, that's the image, you, um, I know it's a picture of me and it's in my office, but...
1: Yeah, so you've got, on your computer, your screensaver is a picture of yourself. But that's done so that couples can see that yeah, shot of Yeah, and they, they can see that, you know, I'm there performing and I've got everybody
0: up. It's a really good vibe. It's an abroad wedding so it's a high end wedding. Yeah. Um, so you make
1: sure your screens turned on
0: and always and I, yeah. I turn up turn the brightness up so, it, yeah, you, so that I know I the difference. It it. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, one of the first things you say, "Oh, where's that?" Yeah. Quite often one of the first things oh, yeah. they will say is where's that, "Where is that?" And then you can go, "It's an abroad wedding destination." Creating And as it happens that,
0: that is one of the John Barnes's sons weddings in Tuscany. Yeah, so that leads you on to the next leads you on to. Yeah. And then I say, "Well, that that other picture is when he did his first son's wedding." To what, what? Why the Lego? So what guy do you know doesn't like Lego? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just that you're like a Lego geek. That is genuinely there. Well, a... for me, I I want to make a connection with the bride and the groom every time. You know, so and you've got
1: some boys' toys in the corner to try have, and engage the guys.
0: I have boys' toys and girls' stuff all around the room. So you've noticed I've got my wedding planet on the table here, which is yeah. one of these. That I've got my book here that I wrote about how to plan a wedding that's on the table. People might even pick that up when I'm in the toilet and have a quick flu. Oh, God, he's an author. You
1: it's know, interesting because I know that everything in here is with purpose. Um, and it's to like the, to the level where you've actually put in some Lego sets because you're thinking it might appeal to the groom. No. And as a talking point. Yeah, Yes and no.
0: It's naturally, like I said, you can't fake anything. Yeah, so you it's do. Not, it's you, not too scripted. I like you Lego, do, you so they in my Legos. office. Yeah, yeah. But what, what what boy doesn't like Lego? What man? Because yeah. all men it just are just so boys, aren't that it helps. Yeah, so. Yeah. And then they've got the planners, it. the wedding plans, the women like that. I
1: normally have another uh, sort of magazine out on the top, which is a bridal magazine. They might flick through that. I suppose anything that's relatable, isn't it? Because, like, I'm at a point, me and Jade are engaged, and we're actually planning our own wedding. So I'm enjoying that now, every time I meet a couple, I can say, oh, we we're also planning our wedding, because it's just that bit of something to relate to and. and yeah. yeah, you can go. Yeah, oh yeah, and I know it's a nightmare, isn't it? When you are like, it's a minefield. You've got so many suppliers to look at. Like, you know, we're, yeah, we're we're in the same boat, da, da, da. and and things like that. And like, we've got dogs. So if they're dog people, I'll immediately be like, oh, what, what breeds? Oh, I've got a dog. Yeah, and and it's just things to. Re- if they've got young kids, I've got young kids. It's things to relate to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I definitely. suppose it works with the Lego, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I think
0: this it, this podcast could quite easily turn into how to communicate with people. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, but yeah. I think if you can set up your environment to make it very easy to communicate with them with things because you've instantly got there's, all, there's instantly something in common with every couple if you've married yourself this is because you've planned your wedding I, I think I always refer to mine as Sam's wedding um, on every time I have a meeting with a couple because I've been, I've been through their process I know their, how they're feeling I, you know, I know what they're going through so you've instantly got that connection with them, mm. haven't you? You've got something, and you've got some common ground straight away. So you've yeah, always got something think that to talk about. Connects you a little bit. Um, so. It's design really to really, and if you want to instil confidence in your couple, so you can pretty much guarantee getting the booking, then having these little things around your office are really, really important. So I, I always have thank you cards, you know, all around my office, pinned up on my wall, on the side, beautiful pictures. Yes, yeah, so there is in here,
1: there's loads of examples of previous couples and it's all thank you, thank you, like loads of nice comments and cards. Yeah. So then they must see that and go, wow, we've got so many happy clients. Like, so many happy clients, but they're, they're, get, they're now
0: subconsciously getting the knowledge built built up about me, which shows, you know, I do amazing weddings for amazing clients. I'm getting thanked for doing it. He's got lots of experience because he's offered us advice on certain things that we didn't even think we knew. All these little things are portraying you as a real expert in your field and giving them confidence and and more reasons to really want you and want to book your services. Um, and not necessarily, not that I'm saying if you're starting out in the industry, you, you might not have this level of experience that I've got, but you can still do things. You can still educate your couples. You know, you can still give them confidence that they're booking an expert because you might talk about what you do and how you do it. Yeah. And this is probably what we're going to come on to next. Um, yeah. What um, you actually say on the, if you like, a say, it's not your sales pitch, but how you explain what you do yeah. is
1: equally as important as the rest of it, I think. So if, if you can't, going back to like, if you've got to meet at a pub and you can't, meet at your house because this is a massive advantage that you've got okay now, let, let me you tell you what you can control did. your environment and have prompts and cues and stuff which is great but if you're at a pub yeah like you can't go and decorate
0: it before that can no. you no okay so and this is what I always used to do and, and the, I, th- I suppose these are little key tips really um, when you go on a meeting with a couple I would always have I was always I would always say have something they can take away with them as one tip, um, i.e. when I used to go meet my couples... Like a physical... A physical thing, if possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know how difficult it is for certain people, but it, if you're a florist, an example of flowers or take them with you. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ideas. But what I used to do, I used to have a fold-out brochure yeah.
1: that had a CD well, in everyone it. can do a, 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 you know, a glossy... A really fresh, nice, sexy brochure. Guys, whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, or just a nice, sexy brochure about them. A really nice brochure with it, and I had a CD in mine. They, all, I always used, I also also gave them a, a how to plan your wedding guide, um, which is a bit of a version of the book, but like a simplified version of this, which they used to get as well. Yeah. Something tangible that they can hold and touch and take away with you, and it comes back to psychology. You giving me something, I feel psychologically subconsciously we need to give you something back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I always get free gifts. This is why people when they want to sell a service that you're, getting, you're going to get it free for the first month because you've got you've been given something free
1: yeah it's that like psychology of like he's giving us something we've got to give back yeah.
0: why, why do you think at wedding fairs people have bowls of sweets you're giving something you're giving something yeah. it also brings the people in but and then you're giving them something to take home with them um, yeah well, it could be a fridge magnet it could be anything so that is yeah, one but thing
1: yeah I, I do think that like oh I've I've Brought you a pen with my logo on it. Take that home with you. Now that's a bit naff, that. Think about it. Think about what gift
0: could you give that is maybe useful to them um, or that they're really going to like. And again, it's something that has got you all over it as well, so you're always connected in the mind.
1: So that, that was like, one. I'll, I'll, yeah, I like the, um, the wedding guide.
0: Yeah, perfect.
1: Bu- booklet thing. Yeah. I mean,
0: now, obviously, I'm I have a, a wedding planner. Of, which little reading, you know, A little
1: bit of written material to help. Wedding planner. So you could give them a wedding, an actual wedding diary. Like
0: give them a, an actual wedding diary. Um, to, I mean, if couples mention this, it's quite often they don't, but if they do, it's there. Quite often they'll get one to take home with them, you know. Um, so little things like that are important, but also if you can get across your kind of experience or your level of expertise at the meeting through a little, I don't know, little knickknacks or whatever, that is another, also another good thing to do. For instance, I mean, it's quite difficult to take a load of thank you cards with you. Oh, by the way, this is what people say, no, because that would be naff.
1: No, but I guess but based on what you've done in here, I'm thinking well, like I could take my iPad with me because when I meet couples, I want to show them my films or yeah. photos or whatever. This is I could cool. take my iPad, and my background could be the same as what you've got your background. It could be me at a really cool wedding <laughs> because as soon as I open the iPad, they see that. Uh, and then just take a couple of, like, I'm going to get a free get, gift I'm, or something, like you y- said.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get onto that when you start talking about what you do. With images and bits of video, which we'll come onto in a minute. But just to just to carry on from what I mentioned, how to how can you create that real bit of expertise? You know, you're the expert in your in what you do. So as you know, I'm I now judge the wedding industry awards, and I've yeah. I've won it in the past. My award is on the desk there; people can see it quite easily. However, when you go in the award, you get a little badge. It's a little pin badge, and it says Wedding Industry Awards. You know. I don't think it says winner, but it says entered or whatever. Yeah. You could just wear that or you could have it on the front of your folder or something.
1: Yeah.
0: And they might go, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, well, I'm in the wedding awards. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. It's just something, you know, you can't take a lot of thank you cards with you. You're not going to turn up at a meeting with your award. And if you do, that's a bit, well, you're trying to sell yourself too much. That, you know, yeah, you have silly, to be yeah, subtle yeah. with what you do. You can't, Agreed. you can't go in
1: bigging yeah. yourself up. You know, at the end of the day, you're there for them. Um, so if I've got I've got a mug that's like Adam Wing World's best wedding videographer, mm. leave it at home. Or you could take it with you because it would be funny, and you could
0: say it's a gift from a couple. And it genuinely was. There you go. But I wouldn't take it with me. That's naff. No. <laughs> no. But if you have them at your house, then Just you, so you could be drinking that. out of it, yeah, and yeah. you and you say, oh, "Look what
1: a couple got me." Or well, the or oh, the classic in my case is the camera lens mug. So I've got about oh, six of them. I've got a pair of socks somewhere that
0: a couple sent to me after the wedding. It's my face. Lots of my faces. I've, I've been given novelty socks. socks. I had
1: a bride that, that noticed I like wearing funky socks and she got me a pair, which is probably one of my favourite gifts I've mm. got from a couple, actually. So what, what, what's the sales pitch? Yeah. So, I hate that. And this is again. I know it's not. I've said it before in that way because I know it's not. We don't
0: want you know, people to feel that this pressured environment when it's when you're coming to do weddings. And this is the beauty again of our business is you don't ever have to do a sales pitch, but you have to talk through your service and what you do that's going to make them, you know, feel that yes, they really want you. Um, but you've got to make them see and visualize you on their wedding. And also you've got to communicate the reason why they need you on your on their wedding. Not just want you, but they need you on their wedding. Mm. And that is. And where not that, just the wedding
1: day, but the whole process, because if you're a florist and you know.
0: Yeah. So you've so done the stuff, you've gained rapport, you've shown you've got social proof, you've shown your authority in the wedding industry with everything else that you've set up. Now it comes to part of, you know, they might have already seen what you do. They might be, you know, mm. they've got a Being you know, let's be honest, yeah. I get some couples come to the door and we're finished the meeting and say, Well, we're gonna book you anyway. Yeah, Yeah, and so it doesn't matter. And this is why it's never a hard sell. But sometimes, you you know, you still have to walk them through their wedding day with you in it and why you're going to make it so good or why your service is really needed and why your service is the one for them. This is relevant to everybody in in every form of wedding business. Um, But I will portray it as in the ways it how I do it with my couples and you'll be able to take things from this. Because I, I, it's very difficult for me to walk through somebody's wedding day, you know, in through their service because I've not actually done it. Although yeah, I know yeah, how it's the, it works. Yeah, be different
1: for everyone. But that whole process of, um, you know, the the wedding day from your point, or the wedding journey from your point of view, and mm-hmm. just explaining that to the couple. So like in my case, mm-hmm. I go right. Well, the day from my point of view is starts this time. I'll turn yeah. it this and time, that, and that, and that and, is what I do. And you talk them through kind of your day. Yeah. And, then you take and, the, the and I also
0: want to come back to the fact that there's always little quotes and little things that I, and sentences that I deliver and that I say throughout the whole process. It can be at the start. It can be halfway through when I'm talking about what I do or how I'm walking through the day. One of the things I would always say is, um, you know, planning a wedding or organizing a wedding. It's such a big, can be a bit of a stressful thing. And it's also it's a big monetary expense. Mm. And, then I, and then I will follow up. By saying something like, Well, you know, this is why couples book me because they want to make sure after all the expense and all the stress of a wedding, they're going to turn up and actually have a good time. And they're going to be relaxed on the wedding day, knowing that there's going to be a great atmosphere. And they can just literally sit back and relax and enjoy the day and watch it unfold and enjoy the whole experience, not having to be second guessing or thinking of anything because it's going to be ran so well with the service that I provide. So it's just giving them little bits of um, reassurance that when they I turn think, up on their wedding day it's it's going to gonna me, be great to me,
1: that plants a seed of okay so he's told us why people book him and what happens because he's on the wedding so that's that seed of fear of like so if we don't get him it's going to have the opposite effect so you by you saying people book me so that um you know everyone's having a good time and it's not boring and you've spent all this money so you want to enjoy it mm. and so in their mind, the psychology of that is right. So if we don't book him, we're not going to have a good time. It is going to be boring. And then mm. you put in that fear of like, oh yeah, don't want that. I, and I, I, this is what I do. Yeah, is there's you,
0: there's certain things that I do as well that, how can I put this? Um, it's always it's always that education through. But I, it sounds like a horrible thing to say, but if you can put a little bit of fear into a couple, and one of the things that I always do when they come is. I sit at the chair and I get my calendar up. So what date was it again? Just so I can double check. And when I've got my calendar up and they tell me, I go, oh no. And they go, oh, are you free? Are you still free? And I go, ah, oh, that's the following year I'm already booked. <laughs> so your date is still fine. So, yeah, a little yeah. bit. And they go, how oh, are you joking?
1: And I don't know. I think sometimes little things like
0: that—they're like, oh, oh, thank God he's still, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, you had us worried then. Yeah, uh,
1: you, you, it's showing you. It, it's educating you that they are invested in like. It, it, but without a doubt, and I get to, I get, I get to build up this
0: knowledge about them, and sometimes I'll steer the meeting a certain way because I know how they're feeling. Um, and there's also there's certainly points throughout my meeting where I want the couple to know, and I do it very subtly that I'm choosing them rather than they're choosing me because then they feel even better about being able to book me because it wasn't their choice. It was my
1: choice kind of, but I do that in a very subtle way. So it feels like for them a privilege to have, and then exactly. this comes into the, like the celebrity status and the, the authority and it putting you like making yourself seem like, you know, the top end of this industry. Because people will aspire to have you because you are the top supplier. Yeah, and you. I want them to know that I'm doing their wedding because I love doing
0: weddings. i um, you know, I don't. It's I don't want them to think I, I have to. Th- I get this booking because I need the money. It's never about that. Yeah, because I don't need the money. It's about do I really want to do it and am I excited about doing their wedding? So there's some points throughout the meeting where you know I will subtly through communication through conversation where there'll be a point where they will know that I'm choosing them and not the other way around. And it's just by certain things that I say. And it'll be things like, I only do a certain amount of weddings a year, and this is why this meeting's really important, because I get to know you, I get to know that wedding's right for me as well as right for you, and that's important because it's a two-way process. Just even by saying that, you've not been a dick, you've just put it out there for, for real that, it is a two-way process. I think for me, it's really important. Other services, maybe not as important. But for me, it has. I have to be choosing them. I have to know that I want to turn up at their wedding and what I deliver and what they expect me to deliver can be delivered because it's the right couple for me. Um, so those are the little things that I do slip in the meeting somewhere along the line. But as it, as as we get into the process of me explaining what I do and how I fit into their wedding... This is how I do it. So we've had the chat in the kitchen. We've come back. They've looked at all the stuff. We've talked about everything else. They Hopefully, they're building a real big picture in their head about who I am and my experience and, and everything else. Then there comes to a point where you have to talk about what you actually do. And I always say, oh my God, i waffle waffled so much. Let me tell you, you how, how I fit into your wedding. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, God, God, we could be talking for hours, couldn't we? But not got hours, let's, let's just talk about... Yeah what I do. So I always then, I talk through their wedding day from start to finish and where I'm going to be and how I'm going to fit in. So yeah. I always say, right, it starts from the beginning, always starts with the ceremony and this comes down to the timing of the weddings because I want to get an idea of how they've timed the wedding. So, a ceremony, I always ask, right, are you, is the ceremony at the church or is it a venue? And then I then will ask the follow-up with questions from that. So, for instance, oh, it's at the church and I say, oh, that's brilliant, it's great for me because I know that I can get to the venue really early, I can set all my equipment up, and by the time your guests arrive for the drinks reception, I'm gonna be there waiting for them in my suit, um, taking the role of the host, because I'm gonna be hosting the day for you. Yeah. So yeah. then so I, yeah. So
1: you're just walking through the day? I'm walking through the day with what I do.
0: From your point of view? Yeah. Step by step? Yeah. So then I say, my, start, my starting role really, and this is when my work begins, is when I'm um, mingling, chatting with your guests on your drinks reception people but people might not think that's when my work begins but that is when it begins because I'm getting to know the crowd mm. and then I'm organising the bridal party so I talk them through but it's funny because through each little stage of that's what I do on the drinks then I'm going to introduce everybody in but before that I'm going to go and find them I'm going to talk so I'm going to gain rapport with your best man so he feels a bit more relaxed when it time comes he's got to do his speech etc I, I tell them that I'm dispelling fears all the way through but I'm also telling them what I'm doing, but I'm adding humour into it. There's going to be little jokes here and yeah. there. I was going and to
1: say, because within, within that, you can then be asking those questions of like, right, so then we come on to the drinks section. So what have you got planned for the drinks? And you can be... yeah, And then it's creating that that conversation back and forth because they're... Yeah, and I say,
0: you- oh, the reason why that's a really good time of the day for me is because... Da, 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 yeah. I get to know your guests. I get to organise the bridal party. I get to scope out Auntie Sue and
1: Uncle Nodhead. And, and, you know... so. <laughs> Whatever service you're providing by walking them through that, your day. You want them to create a picture in their mind of
0: you being on the wedding, delivering what you've seen you're going to deliver. And how it works. Yeah. And if somebody can visualize something, then that's really powerful because it's more likely going to happen. But then you can back all that up, Adam, can't you? And and I always back it up. So say when I'm explaining to them, I'm going to organize the bridal party, what if ready for going to do the intros in the room? Um... I will then, I'll say, oh, well, this is when I've got them all lined up. Show them an example. I show them a video. It might just be one of my old Instagram reels. Here's an example of what I did Here's an example. But I also also educate them, but I'm also giving giving them other ideas of why the things that I do are important and why they matter. So, for instance, I will say, well, generally at your wedding, you've either got somebody who works for the hotel or the venue, who don't really like doing the hosting, they love it when I turn up because I take that job away from them. But I do it very informally and very friendly, not like you'd get from probably a formal, you know, some formal person with a flipping big long coat coat on who's going to be quite authoritative in the way that he speaks or I'm just going to be there as if I'm like a guest having fun with people. And they go, oh yeah, because we were at a wedding of the week, this guy there, he bossed everybody around, and I said, Yeah, I'm the opposite of that. And they go, oh, that's brilliant. You've dispelled the fear straight away. Yeah. And, and it's, it it's might, it great it might.
1: if they come in with, if, if they lead with that, so it's their idea. You know, like, instead of you saying, yeah. have you ever been at a guest at a wedding where this has happened? Yeah. That's fine, but if they come up with that, if they go, "Oh, actually, we were at a wedding the other week, mm. and then that's, like... The inception, you've put that yeah. into their head and they've said it, so they yeah. think they've come up with that, and then you can jump on it and go exactly like that. That's the
0: and I say, and it's like the opposite, it's really informative friendly. If, oh, in fact, I was at your venue the other week, oh, and I've got a video, let me show you. This is just this is when I'm organized the bridal, but before, so I, I, show before I bring stuff. them in the room, yeah. and then and because you've got your phone and you're showing them stuff, you can even flick to some other things and say, in my instance. Everybody's up on the chairs or they're waving yeah. the napkins. Oh, that's something. That comes later. I'll tell you how I do that in a bit. But if you're a florist, for instance, or you're a filmmaker, a photographer, you've got it. It's all visual. Yeah. Like, this is the shot at your venue. Da, yeah. da. I mean, that is one thing I'd always do, no matter what service you're in. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's the sweet spot, isn't it? If your couple are getting married at a venue where you've worked before, or you've got some, some or you, footage or some if, images if
1: you or... Re- Prior research their venue if you've not been before, but it's a barn type wedding or it's a stately home type venue. I've done one similar. Done one similar, even if you've not been there or a certain time, certain time of year. Oh, you're getting married in October. Oh, I did. This is one I did in like last October at a similar type of venue. Not been to yours before, but this is the kind of vibe. Yeah. And that's how you And then
0: you could always follow up and you could say, well, what I always do if it's a venue that I've not been to before, I'll always ring the coordinator or ring the venue, yeah. introduce myself and ask them, and I'll do some research on their venue to see where the really good places are to get your shots. So you film or your video or what or
1: whatever. And it's so, just little visual prompts to go, this is kind of how it will. Yeah. So you, I, I love that thing of talking through the day and it, they, they're envisioning you there on their wedding day. And if you can then back it up and with then visuals, show them it, it's yeah. like, oh. Great. And yeah. then what what that's doing to me is it's placing you specifically at their wedding so that if they speak if they're speaking to any other suppliers, if like in my case, if they've emailed five videographers, but they've I've I've made them picture me at their wedding, mm. then it, it is that thing of like, yeah, but
0: it's like you said they've picked you out of this meeting, and they've placed you in their, in wedding. their wedding and now you are talking about it and talking
1: about how great the day is going to be and how it's going to unfold and little things that you do to help the day run smoothly in the background that like, you don't need to worry about this. This is, you just enjoy yourselves. But I do it in this way because I know that helps the timings and da da, da. Hmm. So they're already going, Oh yeah, that's really like considerate. That'll, that'll enhance the wedding. We need him. So that by, by the time they come to speak to them, the next supplier, they're already like, yeah, yeah. we've kind of already, so we've kind of already been sold on, yeah and and, then, and that's when it's not you don't need to sell what To be doing. honest I am I'm, I'm pretty certain that
0: even if I don't talk through what I do what I, like if you like the salesy pitch of what I do I'm convinced that I'm I'm already booked in their mind even before I've even started to say that you know it, and it's just the power of that small talk yeah. the coming to the house you know and everything else that goes before that salesy pitch bit if you like it's not a sales
1: pitch but when you talk through but this so is I why would I asked you like, what's the sales pitch? Because I know it isn't, and that is that is the way to sell it. Is to just insert yourself into the day and talking through it. Yeah, and then so, at the end, do you then? Yeah, so I, I, I will then
0: carry on from that because I, I really want to create the picture in the in the mind of of everybody up at the chairs, everybody dance around the room, everybody being relaxed enough to let themselves go and have a really good day. Which, and and I, then, and I talk through the day and I fit into it and. And the little things that I do that's going to create that that vibe at their wedding, I'll talk about the intros. I'll talk about how I do it. But I also talk about what it does to the wedding. Not just, oh, I do this and it's really good. No, I do this and I do it because... I always think using that word is really powerful. I just... Because people are not used to coming to weddings and, you know, they don't really know if they're allowed to enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do this because an instant atmosphere in the room I do this because it gets people relaxing I do this because it gives your wedding an instant difference I do this because and it's dead powerful and they go oh yeah and then I say because otherwise you've just got some guy bossing everybody calling you in the room there's no music there's not much atmosphere it can be a bit awkward and they go yeah but if I do it like this it really builds it and you come in the place is buzzing that's what we want. Yeah. And then I talk through my set. I'm not going to do too much because it's my secrets. But then I tell them about the, the, why the things that I do, why it works and why it has an effect on people. And then they, it comes together in their mind and connect it. Oh, yeah. The music coupled with the entertainment, coupled with the comedy, coupled with everything else that you do, of course it creates that effect. And I go all the way through to the very end of my set. And then I say what I'm going to do to finish off the day. And at the very end of it all, I I always lead with this. God, I waffled loads there, but I forgot to ask, have you got any questions? And that is what I say. Yeah. And you know what everybody says?
1: No. I think you've answered. I get the you, same. You've answered it's, everything. We did have questions, but you've kind of answered them all already. There you yeah. go. Um That's it, and that that is brilliant.
0: And then and then I just have you got any questions? I shut up. Mm. And then oh, I, oh do you got... Yeah. No, you've, you've God, yeah. 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 And by then it's like, you're, you're knowing that they're thinking, we need shit, we need. Sounds good. Oh my yeah. God, he only takes a certain amount of weddings. Oh, he only does weddings for people that he likes. Oh, he wasn't too sure about the day. Oh, it, Yeah, it, oh, all that little, like, yeah. urgency. Yeah, of. and I always follow, there's never, ever, ever a point where I will say, do you, do you want, want to book? book me? Never. I say, guys, thanks for, thanks for the chat if you need any more advice or help with anything, you want any more recommendations or you just want to pick my brains because I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a wedding geek, I've been in this game for 20 years, just, just use me as you can. Just throw me an email, drop me a message, give me a call. I'm happy yeah. to help with anything. But otherwise, guys, thanks for coming.
1: Um, get out of my office. It, <laughs> so inev- inevitably, it's going to, at some point, they're going to go, right, okay, that sounds great. How much? So the, then, obviously, you tell them. because yeah, might. You need uh, to tell them the price, don't you? So, so instantly
0: they will they'll always say oh, no you've answered everything. When then when they think a little bit longer they might say oh if you want to book how what's yeah, the how does it work? And I say oh all all guys obviously you go and have a, I never pressure couples to book me. Um, you know it's just great you've come to 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 come and meet and um, yeah. But it, the booking process is you pay a booking fee and then that booking fee will hold your date so nobody else can get it. Yeah. Something else that I say once the booking fee's gone in. The date is now locked off for you, and and do I let them? Yeah, I think at some point I let them know that the date is kind of open until that happens. Mm. So I this is what I always say actually. When I'm when I have a meeting with a couple, I lock the date until we've had the meeting. Then the day after that, the date becomes free again, unless you want it to book. But then the date will become free after the meeting. So they'll get that as a bit of an education throughout the process somewhere, either in the chat or sometimes prior. We might have a phone call prior to the meeting and they'll say, what's the process? I will then explain that. Well, I'll lock the date off until the meeting. So nobody else can, you know, unless they say we can't meet for three months and I'm like, well, obviously the date's still open. But generally, I want them to know that the date isn't opened when the meeting's finished. Yeah. So so if if they
1: don't want to lose the date, they need to get booked in ASAP. Going back to the line that you said is that on the meeting and they come away from the meeting and at no point have you said, would you like to book? No point whatsoever.
0: Um, they will, another question they may ask when they start, immediately when I say have you got any questions, they always say no. Then they start thinking, oh, if you want to book, what's the thing? Well, it's deposit. And then you can go into the date is yours. Then it's locked off. Nobody else can get it. Um, because obviously I can't hold dates because it gets complicated because I get so many inquiries. But once you make a decision you want to book, it's locked off. That's You send over a deposit, dead easy, bosh. And then what happens from there is, because this is another follow-up line that I say, is we have another meeting, a week or two or three before the wedding. I want to make sure that you've had your stag in your hands because I'm going to pick up loads of cool stories. Um, There'll be lots of little things that may have happened on your stag in hand that I might be able to incorporate into my act. So we like to keep it nice and close. But anytime between now and then, I'm available for you. Questions, advice, anything you're on the run by me. And if I don't, you know, if I don't answer it because I'm at a wedding or whatever, just drop it in an email. I'm here to support you all the way through.
1: Mm. Um Yeah, you want them to you want to be that point of contact because then by the time the wedding comes around, you are like their, their wedding fa- fairy godmother kind of exactly you want yeah. them to be your mate. So that you wanna you want to encourage that. Like if they do book you, you yeah. want to encourage that back and forth. Yeah, and I'm there. And look, I'm, if you would follow me around social media, so that you yeah in follow on social media, to see what, see what's
0: going on. I always tell my couples to keep me a secret, but people don't have to do that generally, but I do. Um, but I always yeah. Say, look, well,
1: that's specific to your act, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But I also follow up with things. You know, say look, if you need help with speeches, I said I can't tell you how many groom speeches I've written, hmm. or looked over, or tweaked, or helped with. I've even printed speeches out. I'm actually doing a speech service at the minute, which that's for another another day. But anything that I think will give value to them, e- even on the build up to the wedding, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna offer I'm gonna tell them that I'm there for them, you know. They feel supported. Brilliant. And that I'm just the wedding singer. But after the meeting I think, oh my god, he's so much more. <laughs>
1: yeah, we need that guy. And that's what you're trying to create. He's trying to make them leave that meeting going well, we, we, how could we, we have them- a wedding without
0: Howard we, we, yeah. yeah
1: how are we going to do it without them like yeah. we've I, they've, I, I, they've, 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 we've already pictured it they've slotted into our wedding in yeah. our minds already we're yeah. going to have to book them and that's I,
0: And the listen I, I've had and I get it I have I feedback all the time with couples I say oh my god how, how could we have had a wedding without Howard Um, you know and I even couples go on social media and do a little post and put you need Howard or how could anybody have a wedding without Howard? Yeah. I see it. Obviously
1: partly because of what you do on the day, but but it's all that stuff that you've done when they booked you to in order to sell that dream. Yeah. All and you know those little things yeah. together, really important and I'm really and really works So I, I do it as well, great I
0: It's not only for that it, it's it's for me as well. I love meeting my couples. I love getting to know them. Um I get so much enjoyment about talking about their wedding as sometimes on the, on the day as itself. You know, it's because I know I know what I know what I'm capable of doing at a wedding, yeah. and I get excited about being there. You know, and it's nothing's ever faked or or forced. It, it's all natural. And that's the way it has to be. But for me, face to
1: face meetings is just the way forward. You know. Yeah, without a doubt, and I think it's it's you know, it's an important part of the of the process and, and booking couples, which everybody needs to do. Everyone needs to book clients, so why would you not do it and set yourself apart? You're giving um, more.
0: You're giving a better service. You're standing out from other people who who won't be willing to do it. You're getting to know your couples. You you're just creating a really good experience for them, but also for you at the same time. Yep. Great advice.
1: Thanks very much. <laughs>
0: Thank you very you, much. You, you, you can come back to being like one of the
1: hosts now. <laughs> and we'll wrap up. Well,
0: thanks for viewing I'm listening and listening to the Think Wedding Business podcast.
1: So, um, <laughs> I mean, obviously that was that was a great chat. But um, next week, next episode, we will be back with with a with a guest. Um, I just wanted to 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 do that one with the expert and in in meetings. And Thank I think you. there was some okay. great tips there. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next time for another episode, everybody. Bye thanks, bye. mate. It's been different and I've enjoyed it. She'll being interviewed. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're Think Wedding Business.
0: We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business. And the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes.
1: We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.